Welcome to All Things with Jen Oshman, where we look at events and trends through a Christian lens. All things were created through Jesus and for Jesus, so we're seeking to apply His Word to what's happening here and now. Hey, this is my 25th episode. Thanks so much to all of you who listen. You may have heard all the headlines this past week about Planned Parenthood and Title X and the Trump administration barring free speech and placing a gag order on healthcare providers. You may have heard that federal funding was taken away from Planned Parenthood and other healthcare centers all because they provide and talk about abortion. You may have heard, as one CNN opinion piece put it, the Trump administration just took an important step that may well increase the abortion rate, lead to unintended pregnancies, push women towards self-induced and potentially unsafe abortions, and curb free speech, all with a single rule. While popular media outlets testified all week that the sky is falling, they declared low-income women will no longer receive health care in this country, all because of the new limitations on Title X funding. Abortion providers were loud and frantic in their claims to all the major news outlets that they would have to now cut their services and go to their donors and beg them to help keep their doors open. If you were to believe the clickbait headlines and the breathless pleas on the evening news, you would think women across the country are going to die because of this unthinkable rule. Well, what actually happened this past week is very different than the panic-stricken headlines. We've got to go back in history to get a full understanding. Title X became a part of federal law in 1970 as part of the Population Research and Voluntary Family Planning Program. You may know that during the 1960s and 70s, there was a widely held belief that the global population and the population in the U.S. was out of control. Birth control and contraception became widely available and popular, and the U.S. even exported such methods around the world to curb population growth. In particular, in the United States, there was a sense that the poor should not be having babies. There was strong bipartisan support for the Population Research and Voluntary Family Planning Program in a desire to slow population growth and in a desire to slow down the growth of low-income populations in particular, Title X became federal law, providing birth control and family planning services to those who could not afford it. Of course, the history of Planned Parenthood aligns nicely with this desire to slow population growth in communities that are deemed undesirable. Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood in the early 1900s, had values that fit nicely within the larger eugenics movement. Eugenics means good genes. It's the goal of improving the population by only allowing those with good genes to reproduce. It's no mistake that 79% of Planned Parenthood's surgical abortion facilities are located within walking distance of African-American and Hispanic and Latino neighborhoods. Sanger's roots, and the roots in particular of Planned Parenthood, are decidedly racist. Now, I know that current Planned Parenthood workers would say that such facilities are needed in low-income and marginalized neighborhoods because low-income women need their services the most. I know they believe they are offering a good and helpful service. I know they believe they are serving women well. But the reality is, according to Abort 73, in the United States, black children are aborted at more than three times the rate of white children. Hispanic children are aborted at one and a half times the rate. Whatever the intentions of Planned Parenthood, abortion is eliminating an incommensurate number of minority children. We cannot deny that both the establishment of Planned Parenthood and Title X have roots in the eugenics movement. Their roots are, at the very least, deep in an elitist perspective that was largely held by our nation's leaders in the 60s and 70s, that there should be options so that the unfit don't have more babies. Options for low-income and minority women to prevent bringing more of their children into the world. So that's the history of Title X, an effort on behalf of the federal government to give marginalized women options to prevent 
pregnancy. It's a jaded history to say the least. Well, here's what Title X has historically covered, and here's what Title X still to this very day covers. And I'm quoting here from the actual law on the Department of Health and Human Services website. Title X provides for the establishment and operation of voluntary family planning projects, which provide a broad range of acceptable and effective family planning methods and related preventive health services that include natural family planning methods, infertility services, and services for adolescents, highly effective contraceptive methods, breast and cervical cancer screening, and prevention services that correspond with nationally recognized standards of care, STD and HIV prevention education, counseling, testing, and referral, adolescence abstinence counseling, and other preventive health services. The broad range of services does not include abortion as a method of family planning. So the concern within the Trump administration over the last couple years has been that organizations that provide the above services, but also provide abortion services because of the commingling of finances and services and the co-location of those services with abortions, that these federal funds provided by taxpayers have gone to assist or at least offset an organization's abortion expenses. In other words, concerns have grown that the intent of Title X is to prevent pregnancy, but the co-location of services and the commingling of funds has inadvertently led to taxpayer money paying for abortion. So true to campaign promises, the Trump administration set out to make a clear separation between abortion and preventative services amongst Title X recipients. They made a rule that said, if you're receiving Title X money, you cannot provide or refer for abortion. These monies are provided by taxpayers to specifically prevent pregnancy, not end pregnancy. So if you receive Title X money and you provide or refer for abortions, you need to stop. And if you don't want to stop, then you need to stop receiving Title X money. Of course, the Trump administration invited Planned Parenthood to stop providing abortions back in 2017. And not only did the organization say, no way, but they've upped their abortion is healthcare rhetoric a hundredfold since then. As I said at the opening of this episode, when you read the headlines coming out of last week, you'd think the current administration has revoked all family planning services across the nation for all women, especially for women in need. But here's what's true about available health care for low-income women. According to Mother Jones, a pro-abortion organization, there are an estimated 2,300 to 3,500 pregnancy care centers currently operating in the U.S., while there are only 1,800 abortion clinics. So you could say that there are almost twice as many pro-life pregnancy care centers as there are abortion centers in our nation. And these pro-life centers exist and are doing excellent work in every single state. According to the research arm of the Susan B. Anthony List, a nationwide pro-life organization, here's what's true about these pregnancy centers. These pregnancy centers in 2017 provided almost 2 million people with free services, with an estimated community cost savings of at least $161 million annually. More than 7 in 10 locations offered free ultrasounds. 400,000 hours of free services were contributed by credentialed nurse sonographers and registered diagnostic medical sonographers. 100 mobile units with ultrasounds are out on the road bringing services to women in the community. 67,400 volunteers serve pregnancy centers, including an estimated 7,500 medical professionals who freely give of their time and skills. In 2017, centers carried out 
679,600 free pregnancy tests. 295,900 moms and dads attended parenting courses. 24,000 after abortion support clients were seen. That includes support, counseling, referral for professional help when appropriate. And more than 1 million students attended community-based sexual risk avoidance education presentations. So this is what organizations that are eligible for Title X funding are doing. This is what's true about pregnancy resource centers and clinics around the country. The truth is women in America will be just fine with Planned Parenthood losing Title X funding. In fact, they'll be better off because they'll receive wraparound services from excellent, caring communities who will come alongside them and help them thrive through their unexpected pregnancies. They'll receive all the support they need to choose life and go into their futures without regret. Again, it's not appropriate for Title X money to go to organizations that end pregnancies. The money is earmarked for organizations that seek to prevent pregnancies, not end them. And such organizations are not only providing pregnancy prevention support and sexual risk avoidance support, but they're supporting women who do become pregnant. They're doing the hard work of supporting mother and child. They're not pursuing the harmful way out through abortion. Planned Parenthood made the decision to stay on the abortion train and forgo the Title X money. That was their choice, and they love choices, don't they? Well, that is the choice that they made. Further, a favorite talking point of Planned Parenthood is that abortion is only 3% of their overall services. They love to remind us, when it's convenient for them, that they do so much more than abortion. Well, if that's true, if abortion's only 3% of what they do every day, then why not forego it? Why not give it up if Title X funding is so valuable to you? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. And that's because abortion is not, in fact, 3% of what they do. It's the primary service that they offer. It's their primary source of income. It's their primary platform. And they're proving it again and again that they will never forsake it. Here's what's true about Planned Parenthood funding. Planned Parenthood funding, Planned Parenthood has an annual revenue of $1.3 billion dollars. And 530 million of that comes from the United States government in the form of Medicaid reimbursements. So the U.S. government, through Medicaid reimbursements, gives PP every year $530 million. So say a woman on Medicaid goes into Planned Parenthood for the birth control pill. Medicaid will reimburse Planned Parenthood for providing that service to that woman for free. Thus, about 40% of the organizations operating a program costs are covered by Medicaid, freeing them up to be the nation's leading abortion provider. For Planned Parenthood to say that the U.S. government has done them wrong in any way is a lie. The U.S. government floats 40% of what they do every year. If anything, the American people should be outraged that our leading abortion provider is so well-funded by our federal government. You and I need to be discerning when we hear the headlines. We need to know history. We need to know current law. We need to know something about the organizations with the loudest voices and the biggest platforms. Planned Parenthood has a history of bullying the media and bullying large donors. Just ask the Susan G. Komen Foundation about that. You may recall the large organization that fundraises for breast cancer research was shamed publicly when they tried to pull away from Planned Parenthood several years ago. They apologized and tucked their tail between their legs and dove back in to funding abortions. No one distances themselves from Planned Parenthood unscathed. In fact, here's the news story related to Planned Parenthood that should have made headlines last week. Here's what you should have heard about Planned Parenthood next week, last week, but the media was too afraid to report it. An Arizona jury unanimously awarded Myra Rodriguez, who ran three Planned Parenthood clinics, $3 million for wrongful termination. 
Well, in 2017, Myra Rodriguez, a long-time employee at Planned Parenthood, was fired essentially for whistleblowing. She reported high complication rates for one abortionist and exposed illegal conduct, including falsification of affidavits and patient records, incomplete abortions, and failure to report a minor as a victim of statutory rape. The jury found her wrongfully terminated and she was awarded $3 million. Not only that, but LifeSite News reports that Rodriguez is an illegal immigrant and Planned Parenthood used her immigration status to label her a liar in court, though obviously they knew she was an illegal immigrant when they hired her. Clearly, Planned Parenthood is not always on the side of the marginalized as they love to claim that they are. I am passionate about bringing light to these misleading and missing headlines because I'm passionate about ending abortion. One reason is that many of my own dear friends have endured abortions and lived to deeply regret it. I counsel women all the time who ended the lives of their unborn children because they didn't know better. They believed the lie that they couldn't handle a baby right now, that their lives would be ruined, that ending it would make everything better. But they all knew as soon as the procedure was complete that they had done the wrong thing. I treasure the moments I have with these women to communicate God's grace to them. And if this is you, I want you to know that you and they are forgiven. Your record in theirs is wiped clean because Jesus bore the punishment for that on the cross. In trusting Jesus, you and they are made new. But when I see the violence abortion has inflicted on the lives of my friends, not to mention their children, I want nothing more than to end it. Secondly, I have worked inside pro-life pregnancy centers. I have been a counselor and sat with women who are weighing their options with an unplanned pregnancy. I've been in the room when she has received an ultrasound and glimpsed life within. I've seen excellent organizations provide support and care and diapers and parenting classes and baby showers and mentors. I've seen what pro-life organizations are capable of. It's holistic and it's amazing. Thirdly, my heart goes out to the women who work in abortion clinics. I have personally known and loved some who work on the other side. They believe they are empowering their sisters. They believe they are doing the right thing. They think they are on the side of women, but they are deceived. They, like the women who come in for services, have been duped by the wider culture that says life is dispensable. To really make it as a woman, to realize your goals and dreams, to be equal to men is to dispense with life. They are surrounded by darkness and my heart longs for them to see the light. Finally, I'm passionate about shedding light on the abortion industry because the abortion is the Holocaust of our day. Over 60 million children have been killed by abortion since it was legalized in the United States in 1973. There are 60 million Americans missing because of abortion. To put that in perspective, 6 million people died in the Nazi Holocaust, and 420,000 Americans died in World War II. 60 million babies gone. This is huge. This grave injustice is happening on our watch. Women and men are being convinced that life is a choice. Life can be snuffed out. Life can be ended, and it's not a big deal. But each life bears the image of our creator God. Our God in heaven knit together every child's eyes and hair and the shape of their nose and their height and their personality, their brain, their heart, their mind, their soul of each and every unborn baby, each and every embryo in each and every mother's womb. Those lives are not ours to take. It's God's breath in our lungs. He alone is the giver of life. It's not ours to end. And yet here we are in 2019 as a nation, so hungry, so bloodthirsty, so passionate about advancing so-called reproductive health care. This isn't health care. This is murder. 
So when you hear headlines about abortion, do your homework, check it out. What's really going on? When you hear the sound bites, when you hear the slogans, sit with them, ruminate over them, measure them compared to what's really true and just and noble and right. What's true is that Planned Parenthood has not suffered any injustice. The truth is American women will be better off the less funding Planned Parenthood receives. The truth is there are amazing pregnancy resource centers out there doing excellent holistic work. Find one near you, donate to it, volunteer at it, get your church to come alongside these centers and moms with unexpected pregnancies in your community. Our nation really is capable of choosing life. We really do have what it takes. We really do have the wealth and resource resources to help every pregnant woman. So let's get out there and do it. Thank you for listening to All Things with Jen Oshman, where we look at events and trends through a Christian lens. All things were created through Jesus and for Jesus, so we're seeking to apply His Word to what's happening here and now.